Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a special podcast where we are focusing on Women's Equality Day, which is observed every year on August 26th. This date is important in American history because in 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified on this date, August 26th, ensuring the voting rights for everyone regardless of gender. Today, Women's Equality Day celebrates the achievements of women's rights activists around the world and reminds us of the unique daily struggles that women face. On today's podcast, we have three women who are making positive impacts on the intercity bus industry. Let me first introduce to you Ebony Barrett, who is a Greyhound driver instructor, and she recently celebrated 20 years with Greyhound on August the 9th. Ebony, welcome to the podcast and congratulations on 20 years with the company. Thank you and thank you for having me. We are definitely glad to have you. Let me ask you, having been here 20 years, what drew you initially to come to work for Greyhound? Initially, what drew me was being a part of one of the most recognized brands in the world. Next, we have Greyhound District Manager from the Northeast region, Arnisa Johnson. Arnisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. You are no stranger to Greyhound and the bus industry. Uh, tell us how many years you've worked for the company and what brought you to work for this iconic brand. Well, um, I've been with the company for 26 years. I've held various jobs, but what really brought me uh, to the company and excited me was the possibility of going state to state and uh, traveling uh, as a driver. So I had a great time doing that. And, and then, of course, you know, I've moved over into management. Now, when you were driving and going state to state, any specific place that became your favorite place to go to? Well, um, it was really funny. Uh, it was Atlanta and New York, actually. Uh, I was like starstruck in uh, New York. You know, I got there at <laughs> nighttime, all the lights was on, you know. The <laughs> so, Big Apple. Uh, that, that was very exciting for me. Okay. All right. Well, great. And rounding out the group for today's conversation is Lourdes Brown, who is head of communications for Flix North America. Lourdes, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. I'm super excited to be here and certainly honored to be part of this conversation. Well, we are definitely happy to have you. Tell us how you came to work in the bus industry. Yeah. So I started with Greyhound a little over four years ago. Um, and then I transitioned to Flix North America uh, since its inception. Uh, but on a personal level, I'm a huge proponent of, of collective travel. So I, on a personal level, I think it's certainly better for the environment. Um, it's a relief for road congestion and, and all the angry driving out there. Um, and I think it also serves as a physical reminder of community. Um, it's the idea of, of traveling together. It's reminder of you know boarding from the same place or coming from the same place or maybe destined for the same place. So I think it also has this sense of community um, that's in, innate um, in, in travel. So I think you know working in transportation for me, what drew me to the company was uh, knowing that that I could be a part of helping to drive awareness um, and usage of bus travel as, as a better way to, to see the world. As Women's Equality Day approaches, Arnisa and Lourdes, I would like to get your thoughts on what this day means to you, especially of light of working in the intercity bus industry. And Arnisa, we'll start with you. 
being in a predominantly male role, <laughs> uh, it's been really exciting to see how I have uh, advanced in this industry and to see how far we as women have come in to these type of jobs that is normally held by men. And I do believe that um, as we reflect on women's equality, we still have some areas that we need to work on, but we definitely have come further than where we were. Lourdes, how about you? Yeah, I think, you know, on this day, we we honor and, and we celebrate the hurdles that women have had to have to, to overcome um, for the sake of equality and progress. Um, and I think uh, it also serves as a, a significant reminder of the contribution um, and the business value that, that women bring um, and, you know, specifically to this industry, uh, what is has historically been a male-dominated domin industry. Ebony, you've been with Greyhound for 20 years. And as you've advanced your career, what would you say was the most important piece of advice that you received? It's simple, but it's powerful to treat everybody the way that you would want to be treated. Definitely. That goes a long way. That's <laughs> something that uh, a lot of people are taught early on. But to, to hear you say that, it definitely does go a long way uh, in your career as well. Before we go into the next question, I want to provide some 2020 statistics from Data USA about the intercity bus industry and gender numbers. Um, the workforce of the bus service and urban transit industry group in 2020 was 537,798 people. Now, out of that number, only 37.4% were women and 62.6% .6 were men. And then when it comes to the average salary, one men make 1.4 times more than their female counterparts. So on average, the males make 51,000 and on average, the female salary is 35,000. Uh, so some numbers there for you to think about, and then I'll drill down even a little more because we have numbers from Greyhound and Flix North America about the number of employees working for both companies. The number of men working at Greyhound, 1,514. The number of women, 715. But there are 65 women who are managers within Greyhound. When it comes to Flix North America, there's 76 men who are employees and 83 women who are uh, or employees for Flix North America. However, there are only 27 women who are managers within the company. Uh, so with these numbers in mind, Lourdes, uh, what needs, what would you say needs to be done to encourage more women to pursue a career in the bus industry? Yeah, thanks for asking, Eric. I think it was Marion Wright Edelman who said, you can't be what you can't see. And again, transportation has historically been considered a male-driven industry. So I think there's really a systemic lack of awareness and exposure um, to the different sectors within the transportation industry, as well as career paths. Um, what would be very helpful, um, particularly in in um, drawing in uh, women as their uh, 
leaving college and thinking about careers or even those that are thinking about a change in the career path is to have uh, resources within the industry, networking opportunities and mentorship that can help in understanding um, what opportunities exist um, and how this actually can be a very rewarding career path. Ebony, when we think about career paths and the career path for young women, what is the most important message you want to send to them in thinking about their career paths? I would just tell them to follow your dreams um, and never try to prove yourself to anyone. Do whatever your heart tells you. And the only person that you have to prove anything to is yourself. Arnisa, let me ask you uh, about diversity. How important is diversity in the workplace and helping to grow the number of women in the bus industry and just in general overall? Diversity in the workplace is very crucial. Um, it opens up the business to many avenues to understand where we are as a community. Um, I think differently, uh, our cultures are different, and it's important that we see people that look like us. Um, when we have that opportunity to see that, it draws more people to your brand. The next question I would like to have each of you answer, and it is about having dinner with some inspirational women. And I'd like to know who you would like to have seated at the table with you uh, at your dinner and why. Okay, I will start with uh, Maya Angelou. Um, I pick her because her words have taught many women how to feel good about who they are and to embrace the skin that they're in and that they should never be ashamed of their life story. Uh, the second person would be Rosa Parks. She inspired me because she stood on what she believed. By reading her story, it let me know that if I don't stand up for myself, then no one else will. And lastly, I would say Coretta Scott King, because not only did she stand beside her husband that was a civil rights leader, but she was a civil rights leader as well. And I was inspired by her passion for racial and economic justice, as well as how passionate she was about women's rights. Some very impressive people uh, that would be at the dinner table with, table with you. Lourdes, what's your guest list look like? The only person at my dinner table, <laughs> I would be on cloud nine if I could share a dinner conversation with Michelle Obama. Um, I think um, I she's a, a woman that I very much admire. She keeps it real um, and she's a champion for many causes that also resonate with my heart. She's a champion for equal rights, uh, for better education for girls, for healthy living. Um, so, yeah, if I could sit next to Michelle Obama, I would be on cloud nine. <laughs> well, you, you still have time for that to happen. That's for sure. Definitely. I'm, I'm hoping we can get this podcast out to Michelle. <laughs> We're on a first name basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we can get this out to her and she's at your dinner table, I think I might have to try to... Uh, at least try to join for a few minutes. We'll save you a party. seat, Eric. We'll save you a seat. Arnisa, who would be sitting at your table? So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Madeline Albright. And the reason I chose her was because she was the first woman secretary of state that was just held by, you know, male and I would like to sit down and, you know, have asked her, you know, how was it and what was her experiences, you know, coming into a dominant male role? You know, how was she treated? Um, 
I, I like the fact that, you know, she was a woman in power and she did not play. So I know she would have a lot of things that she could say, you know, with me sitting down at a dinner table. Uh, unfortunately, you know, she's passed on, but uh, her memories are still remembered here. Well, ladies, it's time to close out today's conversation. Any final thoughts from anyone as we celebrate Women's Equality Day on August 26th? I like to say, you know, follow your dreams. Uh, never accept no. If this is something that you're very passionate about, always keep going at it and uh, just do the best you can of what you're trying to do. I would just say, I think, you know, it's important to always remember all of the women that came before us that really uh, broke down barriers and um, who have created paths and opportunities uh, for for the women that came after. Um, they are trailblazers and change makers, and we should continue to honor uh, those women and to um, best we can be those change makers for the next generation to come. Sounds good. Ebony, anything you want to add? I would just say, you know, be true to yourself, stand on what you believe in and never give up. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us today. And we enjoyed the conversation. Keep shining brightly with your leadership as there are some young ladies and young men who are watching and learning from your examples. To those who are listening, thank you for joining us. And until next time, have a great day.